0: Let's uh, let's get this party started. So if you haven't been with us for the final two weeks, or for, sorry, for the last two weeks, Jonathan and I, P.S. if you are on Facebook or YouTube, please comment, say hello. We'd love to say hello back to you. Uh, if you're in our Facebook group, if you're in the Brotherhood community, please put your name at the start and please put your first name and your last name uh, so we know who you are. If you're commenting in the Brotherhood, we can't see you because of the way privacy settings work. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, feel free to comment. We'd love to uh, hear how you're going. Okay, so... We're having a conversation around synchronicities. Uh, Great. We're having a conversation about uh, what synchronicities are. And there's a couple of key pillars on this journey that we're going through. The first is recognizing that uh, we are talking about a spiritual truth. We're talking about a spiritual dimension. And anytime you're talking about a spiritual truth or a spiritual dimension, you have to approach it with humility because we're not talking about the synchronicities of showing up at Coachella and you're wearing the same outfit as your best friend. Oh my God, we're so connected. That's not what we're talking about, right? Ah, right. We're not talking about the spirituality of, you know, your hombre who wears Lululemon and stretches a lot at yoga and he thinks he does real yoga and he's connected to the Buddha. Hey Amen. Come on. We're, oh. also not, we're also not talking about uh, those people either. When we talk about spirituality, we're really talking about answering the existential questions of the world. What does it mean to be a human being? what is my relationship to reality what is reality and what is the story of the cosmos and myself now spirituality is only something that can be experienced by definition and we spoke about this you have two modes of operating within the world which correlate to your left and right hemisphere there's a way of going into the world to see the world as a spreadsheet which is just an algorithm a pattern something you can hack apart and, and really build a system of kind of uh, relation, relating to the world based off certainty, based off control, based off grasping, where you move through the world and you just see the world as something which you can be and manipulated. And there is no meaning in the world, inherent to the world. Uh, we're all just you know blobs of matter orbiting a, a, an aimless star, which has nothing to do with it, anything. And it's all just bullshit. And we may as well just see when we, we can do what we can. That's the left hemisphere uh, way of interacting with the world. We build tools, we control the world, we manipulate the world. You also have the right hemisphere. And the reason I'm going to my left with my right hemisphere is because your hemispheres cross over and they're control of the body. So your right hemisphere controls your left hand. Uh, And the left hemisphere way of interact, sorry, the right hemisphere way of interacting with the world is to not see the world as separate, to see me as a universe within the universe. And that it's really about letting go and about flow and about seeing that everything is, it really everything is one at the deepest level. And I don't mean that in a woo-woo way. I mean that, you know, you're in your right hemisphere, you know, whenever you're having sex when, and you're doing it well. If you're having sex and you're trying to do the next action of sex, okay, I got to thrust, 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 thrust. It doesn't work, right? It does not work. If you're trying to dance and you're in your left hemisphere trying to think about what you need to do in control the situation, it doesn't work, right? If you're trying to do really anything, that we love being in a conversation and trying to control everything, being in your head, trying to figure it all out. It doesn't work. But those right hemisphere moments where you access the poetry of life rather than the precision and the algorithm of life. And both are real, both exist, right? That that's really where spiritual, spirituality enters the dimension. And there is a an aspect of spirituality which cannot be proved and you cannot pick it up. And actually by picking it up, you lose it. And I, I can actually prove like prove that to you again it has a lot to do with math and and godel and 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 um the axiom of choice and uh, as well as some pretty deep principles out of quantum mechanics right you can actually build a world where you can recognize that there are some things which are true which we cannot prove and that the system of logic by itself is not a perfect system of proof and there are things within logic that you know it really can't prove and so that was kind of the first base plate as we approach spirituality. Anything you want to say in there, Jonah? before we move on?
1: Mate, there's a lot here. Keep going.
0: There is a lot there. So that's base plate number one. Base plate number two is we're looking back through these wonderful systems uh, of religion. And again, we're having humility when we look at religion as, you know, the single, probably greatest cause of conflict that's ever existed. And also a story of that has deep truths within it. And you can look at both and you can have an adult conversation about religion where you're not getting so triggered that you lose your shit, right? And you think someone's trying to convert you, but we can go back into these traditions that our civilizations have been built on. And we could look at them from a psychological perspective. Again, this comes from Jung's work and also through Jordan Peterson's work that you can see religions as trying to tell us something. What that something is, is very open to interpretation. We spoke a lot about Christ, what Christ, as the mythological, physio- mythological figure of the West, is trying to teach us, uh, and then we also spoke about the relationship between a Christ and a God, and what a God is versus what the Savior is, uh, and God is this is this idea which we've developed over time, right? Who the earliest humans thought gods were, you know, the river, the thunder. And then we developed and our gods got more sophisticated and we thought of God as the force. We thought of God as the creator. They got more sophisticated in the Sufis. And then they reached the point in some way like Buddhism where there really is no God, right? Like Buddhism's don't need, Buddhists don't need a God to reach what they define as the great spiritual endpoint of humanity, which is to reach enlightenment, which is to end suffering uh, and to be, you know, enlightened, to be lit from within and to be pure light. And again, we talk about in our work, there's really two fundamental skills to move through reality with. The first is to clean your window, right? And that your window is covered with spots. And so you can't see the world as the world because of all the times you've been injured by the world and you build defense mechanisms to protect you from things. So you have to clean that. And the second thing is to receive the light as the light that is coming in through the window. And they're the two skills. And we can think about enlightenment as something like your window being so clean that your window uh, dissolves and there's only the light. And we can... We can we can conceptualize as enlighten as difficult as it is to enlighten as something like that. Now, before we go any further, it's really important to realize that we are discussing things which can only be experienced. And again, to go to the Buddha, because he, he's very good at this sort of stuff, that you know he has this quote that my my teachings are a finger pointing to the moon, and all teachings everywhere are fingers pointing to the ones that are actually pointing to the moon, right? Uh, they're all pointing to the moon. They're all pointing to this place within ourselves, which we call our true self, our soul. You know, the ultimate bar- variable, the unchanged part of you, the prime, the um, primal light, like whatever metaphor floats your boat. Use that metaphor, uh, and that you must not confuse the fingers for the moon. Right. So you can memorize every word the Buddha's ever said, and have no experience of his teachings. You can never hear of the Buddha and completely experience his teachings. Right. And we want to always come back to the primacy of experience, the primacy of letting go and being inside all of this. And by the way, all of this that we've covered is just so I can have a conversation about synchronicities. And we're almost there. It's not
1: always like this, folks. Don't worry.
0: What oh, the podcast isn't always like this. No, yeah. No, I, yeah, ask yeah, you I go don't get asked ridiculous questions. Uh, just sorry. just
1: to just to before we go any further, because there's yeah. two really good points uh in that. And I know you've touched on it before, and you've also done a fucking you know, a lot of videos around this and these are the base plates. But when you say, just so guys and girls that are listening to this podcast can be across it because it's two really great points. When you say um, cleaning your window and seeing the light, can you just give us a little snapshot of what it means to clean your window?
0: Sure. So uh, I have to shave my head, right? Because I look better without hair than with hair. Uh, and when I shave my head, it's sometimes hard to see that literally the back of my head. It's mm-hmm. hard to see that. And there is a way I can do it with my phone and, but it's difficult. So I go and talk to my wonderful fiance, Taylor, I show her the back of my head and I get her to point out if there's any spots I've missed. Now in the past, I always used to miss this one spot. And one time she said to me, you always miss the same spot. You silly Billy, what are you doing? And in that moment, I took that as criticism. And I felt like <laughs> I'd done something wrong and I felt like I'd fucked up. Now, what actually happened in reality is Taylor just said some words to me with love. There was no malicious intent. There was no wrongness in it. There was nothing in that, but my psycholo- my uh, psychosomatic makeup interpreted that as something that's unsafe. And so I couldn't be in reality because of my defense mechanisms And so cleaning my window is acknowledging that that happens as a part of me. It's not actually me. And then doing the work so that that part of me feels safe with me in a relationship with me. Uh, And that's, and that's really the end point of that. Whether or not that keeps happening is irrelevant. The, The point is to be in relationship with all parts of yourself. And there are many different parts of us, right? And then the second key skill to receive the light is to learn how to let go and to listen to the song of life. And we spoke about this when we spoke about finding purpose you cannot hack your way to purpose. You cannot think your way to purpose. You cannot analyze your way to purpose. You must feel your way to purpose. Purpose is something which is felt because it's so deep within your body. It's so deep within your core that like, like language can't reach down there or it's difficult for language to reach down there. And so to find purpose for most people as they go throughout their day, they're mindless. Just shit's just happening and they're not really that conscious, but then they'll do something where they'll feel, not think, but feel a very deep message of, I should not keep doing this. Mm. This is something I should not do. And that is a signal from the deepest part of who they are about there's a direction in life that if you follow that and it's fucking terrifying, you will find your purpose. That's how I found my purpose. I was sitting in a, the second day of my medical degree. First lecture was great. Second lecture, I feel this deep, overwhelming sense in my body that I must leave that I must leave. I didn't leave that day. It took me five weeks to drop out. But that, that whole sensation of receiving the receiving the light, following the light, being surrendered to the light is the second great skill. So that was point number one. You had a second point?
1: No, no, no. That was I, those two distinctions. Right. Awesome. All
0: right. So that's where we are right now. Now the, th- the final base plate is thinking about what is the ultimate problem that a human being faces? And the ultimate problem that we face is that we live in this very complicated world with other human beings, with nature trying to kill us and with ourselves inside ourselves. We've got all this that we need to manage. So how do I solve that problem? Other people are trying to kill me, got to get a wife or a husband, nature trying to kill me. There's snakes everywhere. I'm trying to figure out how to be for myself. How do I build a life of meaning? Do I want meaning or joy? Do I, sorry, meaning or happiness, right? How do I take care of my family? How do I live in a tribe? There's all these problems that we face and the, uh, the problems that we face as human beings are so complicated that there is no recipe because they're so complicated and they're changing so often that the recipe again would confuse the finger for the moon but there's just so many things we have to solve that it can't, there is no recipe and what there is and what these great religious texts like Christianity, Buddhism, uh, and Taoism. And we will talk about Taoism tonight uh, is what they're trying to offer us is they're trying to say, the answer to life is a way of being. It is a particular way of being in the world, not doing in the world, but being in the world. And it's, it's, it's the closest analogies to something like character, right? Who you are as a human being. There is a way of acting, a way of being in the world where by being this person, by copying this pattern of all the patterns in the universe, do I want to be loyal? Do I want to be smart? Do I want to be like Trump? Do I want to be like... Boris Johnson? Do I want to be like Scott Morrison? Do I want to be like Taylor Swift? Do I want to be like Kanye, Kim Kardashian? Do I want to be like my dad, my mom, like my church father? Do I want to be like Christ? Do I want to? Who do I want to copy? Who do I want to follow is the ultimate pattern. And what you can see in Christianity, in Taoism, and in Buddhism, they all unite. Even there are there are differences, and but they're distinct differences, and we'll talk about those differences. But they unite in this idea of the way. In Taoism, it is called the way. In Buddhism, it is called Dharma, as in the way of the Buddha. The Buddha, uh, And in Christianity, it's called the, the Logos, which is this ancient idea that they, that is actually taken from Greek, uh, which is this idea of the way of being in the world, the way of operating in the world, to be like Christ, to be like the Buddha, to follow the way. So that's where we got, and we're into this thing of, okay, how do I solve every problem in my life? It is solvable by a way of being. Okay, cool. So this is where we are. We're good. Okay, so... There's this deep idea and it's actually the deepest idea that humanity has that there is a way of being, that if I be that way, it'll be the best possible life I could live for myself, for my family, for my tribe, for my civilization of humanity as a whole. I will maximize the positive impact of my life across the set of all possible scenarios. This is the ultimate Person, I could have been. And there's this deep idea within these great three religions, and I'm sure it would be in Islam as well. I'm just not very familiar with Islam, but I'm much more familiar with these three. And so, what these religions are teaching us at their core level to strip everything away, whether or not there's a God, that's not the question we're answering right now, is there is a way of being that you can live where if you live like this, you'll live the best possible life, your family will live the best possible life. And all the problems that you'll face, how to be a good dad, how to be a good mom, how to save money, whether or not I speak the truth, how to handle civilization, all of them, all of the problems, you'll solve them all because you'll have the character of someone who effortlessly moves through life and solves all these problems. And this is what Christ, Buddha, and Lao Tzu, who wrote the Tao, this is what they're describing. They're also describing how that, uh, way of being relates to the universe, and we'll get to that in a second. But this is where we've arrived. Now, do you want to say anything else before we keep going? Yeah,
1: it, it's not. It's not always effortless. It doesn't feel like um, the journey is effortless when you just even when your character is aligned with what you're saying. Yes, like there's always going to be difficulties, challenges. There's always that. But just yes.
0: sure, great. So there will always be. Uh, difficulties and challenges but there's a way of approaching difficulties and challenges where even though they're challenging they're not uh debilitating
1: no but would you say they're effortless
0: still well there is there is an effortlessness to being yourself that you can access with the way right and again we have to think about the fullest extension of this Mm. right so you know here we are you're 12 months into this work and your ability to be yourself is a hundred times more effortless now than it used to be 12 months ago
1: Hmm.
0: right now the question is what does that look like stacked across decades you'll always have challenges you'll always have experiences that you move through but your ability to be with them i think will and again who knows but I suspect that there's a stacking effect to this work. And actually, no, there's a stacking effect to this work because there is a way that you can move through life and grow as a human being exponentially. Mm-hmm. We've, we've figured that out. So it's not to say that there aren't problems, but also if you do reach enlightenment, I assume it would be effortless because the whole concept that there is a you has evaporated and there's just light. Mm. And so I think the whole concept of effort would probably disappear, right? And again- I don't know. I'm just reading the Buddha's words and feeling my way through them and doing the best that I can to understand them, knowing that by understanding them, I'm not Mm. feeling. That's okay. Anything else before we move on?
1: No, all good.
0: Great. So we have this idea that there's a way of being that by being this way, you can live the best possible life, and you can actually—I don't want to say save the world—but you can free yourself from suffering, and in doing so, you can set all of humanity free of suffering. There's this idea deep in these three religions that this is the way. Now, I can break down Christ and Lao Tzu. We'll do both of these. I could probably break down the Buddha as well, but I'll do the two of these. What is the story of Jesus Christ? If we look at Jesus Christ as the ultimate pattern, he's who to copy. What is the moral or the message of Jesus Christ? Well, it's eight components to it. The first is to speak the truth at all times, at all costs, no matter what. The second is to love unconditionally. The third is to serve with all your heart joyfully.
1: Just before you continue, where have these come from again? These eight.
0: This is is just... This is looking at his story and pulling out.
1: Yeah, okay. So this is actually what you've devised out of this?
0: Yeah, it'd be probably me, Jung and Freud. Oh, sorry, not Jung and Freud, me, Jung and Peterson. But this is probably mostly me.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Gotcha. Oh, and I've pulled it from other places. This isn't, yeah, this is, I'm just standing on the shoulders of giants here.
1: Yeah, but this is not actually from the Bible or from. Oh, uh, you,
0: can, you-, you can find uh, like Christian priests who will talk about christ as logos Mm -hmm. right i think if you went to your probably your average your average priest somewhere this probably isn't how they think about it i again fuck i don't know maybe they do i'll actually take that back i have no idea right but this is like again because christ is caught and this remember we spoke about saint john so there's yeah there's three books in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are very similar, although they have some core unique differences. And then you have John and we joked that John was on some shit and he mm-hmm. was on some shit because his book is so different to every other book. And the opening, uh, line of John's text is, uh, oh, we, we did this, but it's something like, uh, in the beginning, there was the word, the word was with God and was, uh, and was like next to God or something like that, Mm. right? So, and again, word is the same as logos Mm -hmm. and it's the same as Christ. So we're going to actually, so what I've just said, we're going to come back to that because that's the way, that's how we're going to tie all this together, Mm. right? So, okay, what is the the story of Christ trying to teach us? And again, it's very important that every single time, 100% of the times that we've taught this, no matter who's in the room, everyone feels like I'm speaking truth at a deep level, and everyone writes down what I say, and then a hundred percent of the time, asks me to repeat it because they missed it. Oh,
1: this is it's amazing. If you got a, one hundred
0: percent of the time. One, if, if you
1: have a pen and paper right now, take this down, yes. this or if you're at,
0: or if you're at your computer. Now, again, we have atheists who are like, pff, Christ, pff, and then I get four points in. And they're like, oh shit, I should probably be writing this down. Well, again, I, But
1: also to flag, like you don't, we you you don't need to. This has nothing
0: to do of whether or not you think Christ is your savior or not, or whether or not you want to convert to Christianity or whether you're baptized or whether you're a Buddhist or an atheist or a theist or you believe in the Jedis or you just fucking take psychedelics.
1: You could use these principles. for. It does not
0: matter. It, it is irrelevant what religion you want to be a part of. This is just, let's take all this away and try and figure out as an individual, how am I supposed to live? I'm going to, so, okay, we'll go back to Christ. So, Number one, speak the truth. Number two, love unconditionally. Number three, to serve joyfully. Number four, to live with faith. Now, what does live with faith mean? Live with faith means looking at the Holocaust, right? Looking at uh, smallpox, looking at starvation, looking at rape and torture, looking at murder and evil. It means looking at all of the worst things that have ever happened. The great leap forward, the gulags, right? The Inquisition, Black Death, COVID, all of these great disasters and malicious and evil acts which cause untold suffering to the world and decide that even though there's still so much suffering in the world, that life is inherently somehow good and there is a better future that we can build towards. Because if you do not accept that, then there's a very strong argument that that we just shouldn't have any life. And this is the argument of the devil. That there's so much... And if you watch the Superman movie, uh, I can't remember which... One of the more recent ones. This is the argument of the baddie. This is basically the argument of Thanos. It's a bit more complicated. But the argument of the bad guy in Superman is literally there's so much suffering on this planet, we should get rid of it. It'd be better for there to be no life rather than this much suffering. It's the same argument. Again, spoiler Spoiler alert for the Wheel of Time. Spoiler alert for the Wheel of Time. Uh, and I'll do this where the spoilers are over. Uh, that is the journey that the main character of the Wheel of Time goes through. He's selected as the chosen one. He goes through this entire journey where he just realizes how much suffering there is in the world. He's on the precipice of destroying the world. And then a voice speaks to him. We'll talk about that voice. Uh, and says, well, maybe the fact that we keep getting another goal of this gives us another chance to love even more. And he, that is him living with faith. I can look at all of the suffering of the world, not go into nihilism, not go into what's all pointless, not disappear into being selfish and decide that there's something worth saving about this world and about humanity. There's something good within us and I'm going to live with faith within that. So speak the truth, love unconditionally, uh, serve joyfully, live with faith. To pick up your cross, what does it mean to pick up your cross? To pick up your cross means to accept the burden of your own suffering, right? To realize that you are suffering. I've broken my neck. I've had depression. I've had anxiety. I've had post-traumatic stress disorder. I've been addicted to drugs. I've had the phone call that someone that I love dearly has cancer. I mean, there's shit going on in my life right now, which is causing suffering but that is my and only my responsibility to deal with. And no one can ever heal it other than me. That's what it means to pick up your cross. I think that's number six, number Mm -hmm. five. Number six is to accept the burden of the suffering of the world as yours to deal with. Meaning climate change, uh, what's happening in America right now, racism, sexism, violence, evil, all of these massive problems, they're your fucking problem to deal with. You, whoever you are listening to this right now, you are responsible for climate change. You are responsible for the suffering of the world. You are responsible for racism. Doesn't mean it's your fault. Doesn't mean you're a racist. It's your job to do something about it, right? That's, that's the key principle. Uh, number seven. To do all of this, knowing you're going to be crucified. And this is a very important point. We crucify our heroes. We literally crucify them. When you start speaking your truth in your own life, Mm -hmm. when you start being authentic, when I quit drugs, people tried to pull me down. People... We try and pull everyone down. Think about how easy it is to be negative for someone like Taylor Swift. And I'm not saying Taylor Swift is Christ in any way, shape, or form. But she's had a fucking unbelievable career, right? Like she started as a country singer at 17. She topped the country charts. She then went from country to pop. Are you fucking high? And then she's been the highest selling, or whatever. She's like the number one pop star for about 10 years straight. It's like, Whether or not you like her, whether or not you like her music, you must be able to sit back and respect the artistry behind it, respect the career. But what do we do? No, no, no. Screw her. She's XYZ, whatever it is, right? We tear people who are climbing the hierarchy down. So that's going to happen to you. You are going to be crucified. And again, you know, whenever we put advertising out, I see this you're a snake oil salesman, and I am going to be a snake oil salesman because we're actually going to sell snake oil. Right, you're full of shit. We got an email from a guy who was in our program two days ago. You're just about your ego and you just want to make money. And here I am inside a company which is dedicated to becoming a charity once we've made enough money to not need money from people. But it's all about me. It's all about my money. It's all about ego. I'm like, okay, cool, man. That's That's what's going to happen. And this is the kick out, number eight. To sacrifice yourself to humanity anyway because of love, because of the light, to do it anyway, to know you're going to be crucified for that way of being and to do it anyway, because to do it sets you and all of humanity free from sin, from suffering, from missing the mark. That is a blueprint of Christ. Now, let's get the blueprint of Taoism it was like those those eight
1: you know whether, whether you want to call it principles or ways to live by they feel i feel like they come actually like sequentially
0: yes they they probably be in order to them yes it
1: has to be in order to them like yes you can't take the burden and the responsibility of sexism and violence and and you know, racism if you're yes, not until you've anything. sorted yourself
0: out yeah it's just yes. not possible hundred percent until you're speaking the truth. Again, this is why Jordan Peterson, one of his 12 rules for life is clean your room, as in sort your shit out before you start talking about the world. This is the only reason I feel comfortable talking about this because I've like, I've cleaned my room, right? Mm. So I feel like I can actually sit here and be with all this because yeah, like I've started cleaning my window. All right, so that was Christ's pattern. Let's get down.
1: Do you do need to clean your room though. That's still- I
0: actually do need. I literally do need to clean my room. Definitely uh, do that. Let's- uh So that's the pattern of Christ. Let's do the pattern of Taoism and you'll see how Taoism is different and also how it's the same. Now, uh, there's 81 passages of Taoism. There's 81 poems. There's so many that I could pick from. I'm just going to pick the one that is the cleanest because we'll see how it... I actually think by taking Taoism and Christianity together, I think the two of these... This is the way. I think you could take Buddhism in there. Now, I'm going to read it twice. I'll read it once raw. I'll just give you the bits. And then the second time, I'll read it. uh, And I'll add in kind of an explanation as we go. All right. So, know the male, yet keep to the female. Receive the world in your arms. If you receive the world, the way will never leave you. And you will be like a little child know the white yet keep to the black be a pattern for the world if you are a pattern for the world the way will be strong inside you and there will be nothing that you cannot do know the personal yet keep to the impersonal accept the world as it is if you accept the world as it is the way will be luminous inside you and you will return to your primal self the world is formed from utensils sorry the world is formed from the void like utensils from a block of wood the master knows the utensils, yet keeps to the block. Thus, she can use all things. And just in that, uh, in Chinese, the, uh, there's no male and female pronoun. It's just, it's, it's like saying it, but we'll just say she. All right, so let's we'll say it again. So understand process, understand certainty, understand power, understand analyzing, understand structure, understand how to pick things up, understand the left hemisphere way of the world yet keep to flow, keep to trust, keep to being, keep to love. Receive the world as your arms. Don't reject the world. Don't try and change the world. Don't try and force the world to be how you want it to be. Don't be a victim of the world. If you refuse to be a victim of the world, the way, the light, the pattern will never leave you and you will be like a little child. And this is why Christ said, until you become, I'm butchering this, but until you become like a little child, you will never enter the kingdom of God. You will never enter that place inside us all where we can be free of suffering. Know the white, know how to move through the world with force, yet keep to flow. Be a pattern for the world. Here we come back to this pattern. Be something that people can copy and by copying you, they will bring light to the world. They will bring hope to the world. They will bring joy to the world. To be like Christ, to be like the Buddha, to be like Lao Tzu. If you are a pattern for the world, the way will be strong inside you and there will be nothing that you cannot do. Know the personal. Understand your own personal self. Understand how people relate to you. Yet keep to the impersonal. See all people as you rather than seeing people as separate to you. Accept the world as it is. Don't try and change the world or try and get rid of your suffering by putting your suffering on other people. If you do this, the light will be luminous with inside you and you will return to your primal self, who you were before all of your window was shaded. The world is formed from the void like utensils from a block of wood. The world is formed from a huge tree, which we make into tongs, which we make into knives and forks, which we make into plates and cups. The master understands the plates, the cups. They understand the algorithmic part of the world. They understand the spreadsheet, analytical part of human nature. They understand that part of the universe, yet they keep to spirit. They keep to what creates the analyzer and thus she can use all things. Now, you can see the similarities between what they're talking about there Mm. is also stark differences, right? Christianity seems much more about there's a burden on you to pick up your cross and go and fucking figure it out for humanity. Whereas Taoism is much more about flow and about softness, which is why I think you can actually combine the two. So we have this idea of the way which we've just spoken about. We have this idea as Christ as logos. He is the ultimate pattern in flesh. Now we come back to the start of John. The start of John is in the beginning, there was the word, there was the pattern. The pattern is the same as God and separate to God. In the Tao. Let's talk about, let's find this passage. The way is used like a well, used but never used up. It is like the eternal void filled with infinite possibilities. It is hidden but always present. I don't know who gave birth to it. It is older than God. So there's this idea at the start of John, same thing in the Tao, that this pattern that we follow has existed since the beginning of time. Since there has been anything, potentially even older than God, has been this way of the logos. And I think his name's Heracles, might not be that, is an ancient Greek philosopher two and a half thousand years ago. And he said that logos is the, which is the way, this pattern, is the ultimate organizing principle of the universe. This is what Lao Tzu and Christ are talking about. When you live in harmony with this way of being, when you put this way of being to be your true self at the center of your life, you become into harmony with the universe. And remember, we spoke about the universe is full of patterns, right? Well, what's the ultimate pattern at the heart of all of the patterns in the universe? What's the pattern that creates all other patterns? And what all these spiritual teachers are telling us is the pattern that you can follow in your own life is that pattern which forms all other patterns in the universe? So here's where we get to the answer about synchronicities. When you are following that pattern in your own life, by definition, if we if everything everyone has said is true, you are not acting as yourself within the universe. You are acting as the universe within itself. You are literally completely in harmony with the set of all levels of reality in all futures and all time. And I've had experiences like this, and I reckon you've had experiences like this in the container, in our work, where there are moments where you and I have conversations with men, or I'll just speak about myself. When I get into a conversation with men and time disappears and I disappear and there is just truth. And every, even just talking about it now, I'm getting goosebumps. Where everything disappears, everyone gets goosebumps, and every the conversation gets dead silent, and we feel like we are generating the universe together in that moment. Mm. The fact that I'm getting uh, goosebumps even talking about this is because it's in our body. This way is in our body. It's what our body. It's what we've been trying to pull out of our body for all of this time. It's right when we hear music, you spontaneously cry. It's why when you go in to watch a movie, you don't have to be told who the villain is. You know that Thor is the person to watch. It's why we keep getting told the same story over and over and over again. So when you access, however brief, this way of being is in your own life, then of course, you are going to feel synchronicities. Of course. Because... You've stepped out of yourself and you've stepped into the universe and you are acting as the universe. You are acting as the pattern. You are acting as God, as the Sufis would say. Don't get too caught up on that. In the universe. And you are reconstituting the universe and bringing the universe into harmony yourself all at the same time. And so to see that the universe is helping you When you're doing that, of course, of course, because you're acting as the pattern of patterns and that, and this is what very famous Western philosophers have been saying for thousands of years. Don't take my words for it. That is the ultimate organizing principle of the universe. And if that's true, then of course, when you are acting as the universe, as the universe, you are going to feel like things are moving for you. You're going to feel like life is ordered for you. You're going to feel like the universe is serving you rather than rejecting you or the universe is meaningless. Now I've lived in both camps. I've lived feeling like the universe is meaningless, raw atheism, spiritual realm doesn't exist and feeling like life is chaos. It can end it in moment. What's the point in trying? And I was depressed. My window was not clean. I was doing the best that I could, but I did not have much joy in my life. I now live and I can... We can fully map this journey. I now live in the world where i experience. remember being right, left hemisphere, right hemisphere. Right hemisphere, that's confusing. I experience, I feel, not think, well, actually I think it too, but I feel that I am following something in the universe, that I have a purpose in the universe and I'm doing what I'm born to do and that things are being arranged for me, for me to succeed, to bring more light into the world. Now, it's not about which one's true. That's not the question. The question is, which one would you rather live in? The world is meaningless and empty and there's no point or the world is full of light and I can bring my light to the world because I can tell you the, the every single metric of my life, top to bottom, financial, emotional, spiritual, relationships, girls, all of them, joy. And for me, the two ultimate metrics of life, meaning and joy, how much meaning is in my life and how much joy am I getting have skyrocketed. And so from my own life, I can tell you there is some evidence that everything that we just said is true. You can tell us about your life, how your life was 12 months ago. Now you're doing the Difficult, painful work to clean your window, to live more as this pattern in your life. And your whole life is transforming in every way. And we can give story after story after story after story of men we've worked with who are either making, struggling to make, or have made this change in their life and everything changes. And this is why when we talk, we say we don't teach self-help because we are so far beyond... Fucking learn some NLP to make your life better. Control your destiny. Fuck you. No. All the way down here, your life is full of suffering. How can you be free of it? We can teach you that. We can show you that and you can decide for yourself. And if you just don't give up, your life can become glorious. So whoever the hell you were who asked me, do I believe in synchronicities? There's your
1: answer.
0: Three hours and 43 minutes. Two hours and 42 minutes. There's your answer, you bastard. Um,
1: so just just on that.
0: There was a lot in that.
1: You know, I, uh, I was at the dentist today and I've got like this... Uh, it's basically this metal bracket in my mouth at the moment, expanding my, and my teeth. And she said, Oh, you, you might get a lisp um, talking with this in your mouth. And I said, Oh, that's great. I'm on a podcast tonight. (laughs) And uh, she said, Oh really? And I said, yeah, what are are you talking about? And I said, (laughs) we're talking about synchronicities. (laughs) And she said, Oh, wow. What's that? And I was like, okay, hectic. I know that it's been two hours and, 44 minutes and i've got like probably five minutes in this chair
0: yeah
1: and and i said to her and it's it really is the the lamest terms or the layman's terms of what you know we're talking but i actually can feel that it's a complete opposite what i said was that you know when you're thinking about somebody and like you know they've just popped up to up into your head and then you go downstairs for a coffee and like that person's there randomly Right. And I guess, would you call that in an essence? It's it's because it's not, that's not a synchronicity.
0: That's not a synchronicity, though. No,
1: is that a coincidence?
0: That's not even a coincidence. That's because you don't remember all of the times that you thought of someone else and they weren't waiting for you downstairs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's selection and confirmation bias. You're just like, oh, it just magically happened. It's like you're thinking a song in your head and it comes on the radio. There you go. Something like that. that's not a synchronicity. It, it could be a synchronicity, but that's not a synchronicity. It's like, I'll give you a, uh, I, can, I can give you maybe one of the cleanest examples out of my life. So uh, the very, very, very first seminar I ever ran doing this work was at my old college. Shout out to Flanagan, uh, Regan, and uh, fuck whatever that other guy's name was. Uh, and it was on interview skills. Well, wow. you ran a seminar on interview skills? Well, that was the the lead in. And then I started, you know, doing my thing. But it was a very early days. This is like, I didn't really know. Well, I was doing the best I could and I did fucking awesome. So we spent an hour a week for four weeks. We prepared people for interviews. It was my first ever, ever self-help seminar ever. Wow. When I drove to uh, the place uh, to park, to go in and have the meetings, I went to pay for parking and it wouldn't accept my card or something. So I just reached in to check and I pulled it out and someone had paid for parking in the time that I was in and uh, just forgotten to get the ticket. And so I got parking for free.
1: I have had something similar. Now that's the
0: only time that's ever happened to me in my entire life. And what I felt in that moment is, ah, this is a sign I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. Nothing more than that, right? That's just it. What we feel in our work is 40 people buy our program and then some of them try and run away. And we always feel when we're in the room with the men, these are the men that are supposed to be in this room. Yes, All the synchronous events that have to happen for those men to be in this room with us here now, that's the synchronicity, right? It's like that at that point in their life, they were on Facebook on that day. They saw my ad. They clicked on my ad that they followed all the threads through. And all of a sudden, some of our closest friends are guys who clicked on my Facebook ad of mine. Right? Like the, and, and that they're, the, they're the same people as us. And it was the right time for them. They were looking for something without even realizing they were looking for something. They were looking for something. And they saw us and they followed the thread. And all of a sudden, by following that thread, they find other people that are following the thread. And all these coincidences. I ran into a person. These things happen. It all comes together and we're here. Mm. Right? For me, it happens that every time we're at the next phase of business, it's just magically there, right? So when I transitioned from selling my time from one-on-one to uh, to selling a program, which is for women at the time, I had zero fucking clue, zero clue, how to s- create a group product and sell it online. I had no idea. I was going to sell it for three hundred dollars. So I was trying to find someone to teach me how to do that. I was in a men's group. And in that men's group uh, was a guy called Dave. And he did that for a living. He taught people how to build online products for a living. And his wife at the time taught the exact same thing that I taught to the same market. And he was just starting his online coaching platform about how to become an online coach. And I was his second beta client. Wow. All at the same time, bang like that, right? Then Yo come, Johan comes in and join, you come in and join. And now we're about to enter into a new phase of our business. And just as we were about to enter into that new phase, Johan gets some ideas, Dante gets some ideas and we know what the next phase looks like.
1: Mm.
0: And that'll just keep happening right? It'll just keep happening. And that's, that's the synchronicities.
1: Hmm.
0: 49 minutes down. Should we look at some, oh, dude, PS next week, let's just get nude for a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, let's just, let's just, flip <laughs> we'll just do screen. some dancing. We'll just yeah, dance just the whole dance. time. Let's let's just... Chili peppers.
1: Yeah. Just rock out.
0: All right. Hey, Jacob, just like everyone is crucifying Michael Jordan at the moment, exactly. Hello, Adam Muti. Uh, Flow oh. like a river and be like water, exactly right. So Lorna J, Jacinta building. Hey, Ruben, Jacob. Yes, that was the short answer. I wasn't even looking and into my life you appeared and then this wondrous journey has started from Damon. Yeah, man. Yeah, how cool. But- when you are talking about taking responsibility for the suffering of world what it sounds like is that we have to shoulder the burden and try and solve everything do you actually mean that we accept responsibility but only do what we can and accept that we might not be able to solve everything so i'll give you an example so without a doubt climate change is real and there's a significant chance it will lead to the termination of civilization
1: mm.
0: what are you doing as an individual as an individual, to solve that problem? What are you doing? And I don't mean you, John, I just mean person X. Are you thinking at all about how you can reduce your impact on the world? Are you thinking at all about anything that you can do? Now, when I think about the world, for me, all of the world's problems reduced down to people's fucking windows being dirty. And so that's the problem I'm solving. Because if I feel like if every human being in the world, their window was clean, we can sort this shit out. We'd be good. No more wars. We're sorted. Right? So that's how I'm going about this. Now, Sonia said, doesn't it only work when you are on purpose? Yes. Of course. Of course. Because if you're not being the universe inside the universe, if you're in disharmony with the universe, the universe is trying to tell you that. It's trying to tell you this isn't the way for you to go because you're acting in, it's like everyone, everyone's in an orchestra and everyone's playing the same song and then you start playing the opposite of what you're supposed to play. Everyone looks at you
1: and mm. you can
0: tell your life is out of balance. But because of your window not being clean, you're too scared to trust yourself. Fair enough. So you don't listen to the music that's telling you to change because you're trying to get certainty. And so you live life trying to live a life of certainty. And all living a life of certainty does is disconnect you from your flow, right? That's knowing, that's being the male rather than knowing the male and leaving it to, like living as the female. And so you get lost and you get lost in your mind. And we know so many people like this. I have met men who are worth nine figures of net worth, chase women around nightclubs, have, have success on every metric you could define, and inside successful but hollow yeah it's, if that isn't a clearer if that isn't the clearest fucking signal that going to pursue success is not the way I don't know what is that the people who are there feel empty Jim Carrey says I wish everyone in the world could get rich and famous so they realize that it doesn't solve any of their problems oh man that's so good yeah
1: that's so great like yep
0: don't go that way go inside not outside Everyone wow. is going outside just to avoid inside that's why i love inside so much that's why i never leave inside's where it's at man that that rocks me that jim carrey thing it's amazing right it's insane and people hear that quote and they're like no nah, it'll work for me that's the insanity
1: well, if you start cleaning your window, you know who knows? And maybe cleaning your window is getting to that stage in your life. Like well, you're... yeah,
0: it doesn't matter what it is. Sonia says, but there are so many people who come successful by doing something that isn't their true purpose. Exactly right. But it's, Sonia, what metric are you using by success? Zero people on their deathbed have worried about how many times they went to Vegas and how many tables they uh, had and how many Instagram followers they had. That's not the thought. You can't take, I'm, I'm about to break some people's hearts you can't take your Instagram followers into the afterlife.
1: You can't take anything into the afterlife. Mate. I'm
0: sorry. Your Twitter followers aren't going to follow you when you die. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Right? Solzhenitsyn has the best answer to this. He was someone who was in the gulags, which is uh, the Russian concentration camps. And he talks about these, uh, these prison camp guards who took joy out of causing people suffering. So an example like this from the Nazis is they would make you pick up a 20 kilo bag of salt and you are 60 kilos max at the time and then make you carry it from one end of the field to the other, put the bag down and then they'd make you pick it back up again and carry it to the other side of the field. And they would just do this all day, smoking cigarettes, walking behind you, having the best time. So a would look at these guards who took joy in causing suffering, who really liked sticking the knife in. And we all have parts of us that would enjoy that. Again, this is what Peterson says. If you don't see that you would be in that Nazi Germany and the most common person that you would be would be a Nazi, the most likely person that you would have been in Nazi Germany was a Nazi, right? He says that you don't know yourself. And I think that's very fair enough, but let's not lose the point. Solzhenitsyn looked at those people and he said, if success is being happy, those people have gotten away with this. Mm. If to be successful is to be happy, these prison guards who are torturing me, they have gotten away with it. But he says, if the point of life isn't to be happy, if the point of life is to develop your soul, those people are in hell and I wouldn't trade places with them. And I think that's the bit. Mm. That's the bit right? All these people who are successful, but are morally and spiritually bankrupt are not successful. And we all fucking know that. We're just so scared to admit that because once you admit it, the ridiculous path you've been following, get a good grade at university, get a, get a good grade at school, get a good grade at university, get into management consultant, get up, become partner at 35, get a house, Get my MBA, get my J- get my JD. all of it. You just realize that whole fucking 40-year life that you have dedicated your life to is heading somewhere that is not going to give you what you want. And would you rather acknowledge that or just keep trying to make a little bit more money? And that's why people don't stare down that barrel and they're enough. But also, fuck you, it's not fair enough. <laughs> we don't have the capacity that we had 50 years ago for everyone to just not give a fuck about their impact on the world. We can't do that anymore. If we all do that, we self-terminate. hundred percent. We self-terminate. All right. Look at the world right now. Does this look like a world where every human being cannot worry about other human beings, cannot worry about their purpose in life? What we're dealing with right now on the 4th of June, 2020, Can you honestly look into the world and say, no, there's nothing that you need to worry about fixing. You can just keep smoking bongs, go to your fucking shitty job that you hate, come back to your relationship where you know you don't love them, but you're staying with them for the kids. Do you really think that this is a time period where we can all collectively as individuals get away with that? And the answer is such an obvious no. And it's like, okay, cool. What are you going to get out there and do about it? And it starts with it. Starts by cleaning that window. And we can show you how to do that. Watch all my bloody content. Come to my Mondays with MJ. Like, you don't have to pay us any money. You can get so much. But it has to come from within and you have to make a choice and a commitment that my life's going to mean something. And all I want for everyone who's listening is to make that choice. And then we can give you the map. We can fucking give you the map.
1: You know, I feel like everyone sorry i didn't hear that last bit um i feel like like inherently everyone has that desire to clean their window
0: a hundred percent
1: have the desire to like do more to be more to like
0: a hundred percent to live a life of meaning we all want it desperately everyone has that desire of course of course but it's so scary when you live in a society and you've been conditioned that that's not, that is the opposite of what you do. You follow the rules. You sit in class. There's an answer. There's an answer. Every, every life and problem, there's an answer. And if you know the answer, you're smart. If you don't know the answer, you're stupid. Man. And then to try and get someone who's lived their whole life just constantly getting messages, get good grades at uni, then get a good job, then have your house, then get your wife and you'll be good. Do you think it
1: will all change? Like, do you think schooling will change? It'll
0: either all change or our civilization will die. Yes. We cannot move into the next thousand years with the values that we have now, where it doesn't matter how my actions impact the environment and by other people, I can get away with it
1: yeah man well we're gonna to have to do some work
0: well that? like yeah. that's why we're doing what we're doing
1: you we have to do some work man
0: yep reach millions of people and then give it away once we can afford to give it away and then those people can give it to other people and we'll give the company to the facilitators and this could just exist as a basin of light to just do the best that we can to create civilization in a way where everyone wins at a spiritual and meaning level
1: yep yeah um Mm, There's So many, so many thoughts, so many questions. Yeah. It's like, is there a way to... I, I know the answer to this because like, we're in it, but it doesn't feel like this. the work that we do is the only way to clean your window.
0: No, it's not. It's just the best.
1: <sighs> That's a pretty big statement. Do you disagree? I don't really know what else is like out there in a way.
0: Okay, well, from what you found so far... Do you disagree?
1: Um, well, I find, find it very difficult to answer that question because I also feel like I don't know, you know? Um,
0: okay, so with what you've discovered so far around cleaning the window, mm. if you had to tell someone
1: this does, this does feel like the most congruent way to, to really get through.
0: Yeah, it is the cleanest way of cleaning the window that I have so far been able to find. Hmm. Now, if I step out of facilitator and I step out into human being, well, I have no idea if it's the best. I don't know. I'm not going to sit in front of 2,500 two years of Buddhist tradition and say my way's better. And to even think about which way is better is so besides the point because it's just the finger to the moon. That's right. When I step into facilitator, I'm like, no, it does matter because we need fingers which are clean and effective and precise and people can come into and we can fully map them. And so we can remove the uncertainty from this journey of cleaning your window. So we can give people the recipe, do this Your window will be clean. Your life will get better. So people can stop worrying about the uncertainty and people don't have to figure it out for themselves because people can just feel their way through it and they can become themselves. And there's no dogma. There's no religion. There's no, you must believe me as anything other. All that bullshit's for the side. There's not a cult. There's just the ginger army, right? There's none of that weird shit. It's just, hey, here's the principles. Try them for yourself. If they work for you, great. If they don't, that's okay as well. But we we can fully map it for you. Right? I don't think it's enough to just say that all fingers are equal because I don't believe that all fingers are equal. I just don't believe that. Right, I don't believe that someone who's like not in a place where their own windows clean, trying to teach other people, where they're effective at cleaning their own window, trying to teach other people how to clean their own windows is a good idea.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea either.
0: I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think all fingers out there actually point to the moon.
1: But I'll give you like a, it feels like a quite a surface level example, but nonetheless, it's an example that I've been a part of. Um, I didn't necessarily know how to clean my window the way I've been cleaning my window, right? In, in the last 12 months, I didn't know that though, I could hold on and do these things that we teach. But at some level, the way I was cleaning my window was actually like getting my physical um, and like my body and my relationship with my body in order. And when I got started to feel that was in order, I started to share that with other people. And like, I believe that I was cleaning my window in that respect. And then I was yeah. also passing that on and helping other people clean their own window. Yes. And so, cause I, I feel like um, it's, it's not okay to like build a standard of what it, it, or the right or the best way to be cleaning the window, because at some level, like, everybody could be really cleaning the window. Everybody could be spreading a little bit of their own window to somebody else that's helping them clean their own window.
0: Yeah, but they're not. Most people are not doing that.
1: <sighs> Most people are not
0: doing that. And that's okay. There's no, there's no judgment in any of this. There's no wrongness of this. we also, I'm not saying where the fuck it best we have the answers. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying... I want, look, I I don't even give a fuck about what I want. I don't care about what I want. I don't care about who we are or what we do. I just want humanity to win. I just want, I don't care if we fail. I don't care if we try and do this whole thing and it doesn't fucking work. I don't care. I just care how much meaning and joy people have in their life. And I believe that people, when given the space to feel safe, want more meaning and joy in their life. I also believe that that journey is excruciating. It's so fucking hard to create meaning and joy in your life. And I believe if we can give people a map, hey man, here's the map, go do this. You'll get the meaning and joy. I can promise you that from thousands of case studies and my whole life trying to figure that out for you. I believe that more and more and more people will find joy and meaning in their life and we'll start cleaning their windows and we'll give that to other people. And that's just what I believe. And that's what we're doing. And if there was a better way of cleaning the window, Great. I would tell people to go and do it because it's not about me. It's not about what we, what we do. It's about the result. It's about service. It's about love of people. And if there was a better way, I would just tell people to go and do that.
1: Mm.
0: Right? Like it's awesome that you did what you did and took care of your body. That's fantastic. Good for you. Right? And go do more of that. Go find more meaning. Go find more joy. Go find more service. This isn't, about, this isn't about me. It's not about you. It's not about any of us. It's about the people that are listening to this right now. How much meaning and joy do you have in your life? Do you want more? If the answer is yes, I can show you how to do that. All you need to do is put into willpower. You don't have to believe anything. You don't have to call me Jesus. You don't have to be baptized. You don't have to join a cult. You don't have to give me money. If you're a woman, you really don't have to give me money. You can just listen to all of this and you'll figure it out. If you're a dude, you probably should give me some money. Right, like, but it's just clean. It's just clean. It's just, hey, do this, it'll work. And if it doesn't, I'll give you your money back. It's all good. And that's why I have so much faith in what we do.
1: I can really see how people would use what you've just said against you.
0: Well, good for them.
1: Yeah, no, I can just, I can just really see, like, you know, that even just the the example you gave at the start of the podcast, you know, receiving that email. Um, oh man, it's all about your back pocket, blah, blah, blah. The program doesn't work this and that. And like, you see, we've given and shared what we offer as cleaning the window. But yep. what's happened is that that person has taken themselves out of, out of it completely. Um, that's something that we can't control obviously. Um, and maybe, maybe this wasn't the best thing for him. Or maybe he just ran away. It's
0: not about the, whether or not it was the best thing for him. He chose that this wasn't the way for him.
1: Yes. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Awesome. If he goes and finds a shaman or does it himself, go reads his own books, I don't give a rat's ass how he does it. I just want him to do it. I don't care if it's with me. I don't care if it's with you. I do not care. I just want him to not suffer. I just want him to have meaning and joy. I don't mind if it's from me or from you. I don't mind if it's for a book. I don't give a fuck. God, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I just wanted to do it. I'm like, hey, man, I have this way. I think this is a pretty dope way of doing it. You can think that too or not. I don't really mind. Mm. I think this is awesome. If you can find a better way, awesome. Do it. I just haven't found that yet. I haven't found... Some people that I'm around where I'm like, this is clearly a better way of cleaning the window. That might happen one day. Right, P.S., it's not just cleaning the window. It's also seeing the light. That's very important not to step past.
1: So important.
0: Because it's not just cleaning the window because there are a lot of people who teach how to clean the window and then you get so focused on cleaning the window that you fucking forget the whole point of cleaning the window is to see the light.
1: And to see the light just basically feels like to to let it all in, you know, to let, to, to let it in, to let go, to have joy, to like... Yeah, to polite. receive
0: the unconditional love that is inside you. Yeah.
1: To receive yeah.
0: the unconditional love that's inside you. And it's there. Yeah. Right, and there's even people now in the comments who are like, it's like, what we're speaking right now, how people react to it tells them everything. It's like, if you go to humor in a conversation like this, if you try and joke your way out of it, you're just deflecting and that's okay, right? But you go to humor and we see this in our work. We start having difficult conversations with men we start really drilling down into what's really there for them in their basement. And they start to try and joke their way out of it. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what you do, isn't it? You use humor to get yourself out of uncomfortable situations which are making you confront how you feel. Mm. They're like, uh, yes, that's like, great. How about you don't do that? And how about we actually feel? Right? So like, I don't want to get this to get lost in the message, right? Like it's irrelevant to me how you find the moon. I just want you to find the moon. Yeah, I got that. I believe our way is the best that I've seen so far. If I find a better way, I'll probably either copy it, right? Or we'll just fold our fucking business and I'll go work for them and they can do that. I do not mind. I don't know if that'll happen, but maybe it will, maybe it won't. The point here is to go and take control of your own life and find a life of meaning and joy because it's what you deserve. That's the bit. That's the only bit that matters.
1: All right, any, any, what's happening in the comments, mate? People
0: are blowing up. No, it's good. Are you on YouTube nice. comments or like Facebook comments? Uh, mostly Facebook comments, some YouTube comments, Ruben and Adam. Uh, all right, well, that's, our, that's synchronicity wrapped up. Who knows what will happen next week? Maybe next week we'll answer the question of, is there a God?
1: We need to stop.
0: <laughs> Maybe we should have a month break.
1: <laughs> a month break? <laughs> yeah. It's
0: a month break.
1: I need a time out. All right, dudes.
0: All right, guys. Episode 17. MJ looks bolder than usual. That is correct. Freshly shaved. Peace and love. All right. Goodbye, everyone.
1: Of Adios.